hey today's episode is a failure pod. I'm reviewing all of the failures that got us to exactly where we are today. And these are some of my favorite pods just because you feel defeated, especially if you're, I remember going through a couple of these things coming to an end and it was hard to like see the end goal of that or to see this not as something that was like coming to a close, but as something that was importantly closing for me. And, oh man, I've definitely gotten better at that over the years, but I think it is a learned skill set and learned and proven to you over time, so long as you're continuing to look for that. And I am so grateful for all of the doors that closed, even though I remember what it felt like when it happened and how defeating it was. And so I like to do these pods just to remind you that it is a long life journey. And in life, it really isn't this pat a cake wonderful world where everything's in alignment all of the time. There is pain, there is struggle to get where you're trying to go. But those things are so very necessary. So let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the Death of a Dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack. And we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Hello, friends. Why did I start like that? Oh my gosh, someone (laughs) get a grip, get a grip. Sometimes when we take too many days between shows, I lose a little bit of my mind. Don't worry. It's coming back. It's coming back quickly. Okay. 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 Um, Welcome to the (laughs) dream podcast where we do dreams. That's really it. That's what we're talking about. That's the constant subject matter, really with the hope and the goal that this finds you as a constant narrative forward. I can't promise that of all of the previous episodes. I can generally promise you that of season four. Okay, it's been a journey. 
there are a lot of seasons that it took of a little bit crazy, a lot of bit madness, a lot of bit trying and falling and failing and openly communicating what that is, how we did that, why we're here now, and it's it just is what it is. So we try to be as positive and as wonderful as possible, but at the same time, this is a personal journal podcast, meaning this is me experiencing my life right in front of you live on a microphone. And I am telling you definitely season two and three were low and hard and cringeworthy. And I bring it all to you. So enjoy. <laughs> But for today, we're just going to do some greatness grounding. And today is one of my favorite episodes that we do of ever. I love doing this one. I love giving these updates because I think it's just the reality of a dream journey. And so before that, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. I just like walking on clouds. This morning, I woke up a little bit at probably. Well, at midnight, and this will be my first time leaving the shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because of that, I had what I would say is in line with a <laughs> how a mother feels when she gives her child to a daycare. Now, I felt pure relief when I did that. Um because I finally felt like, okay, I can get back to something I actually know how to do. I can get back to something I feel comfortable doing. Everything about being a mother is uncomfortable and I'm not great at it. And I don't like doing things that I'm not great at right away. And there is no way to win this. And so please take this child. You try to win at it for the day. You seem to be some sort of expert. Go for it. Um, but last night I woke up with the feeling of like, oh my gosh. I'm leaving this to someone. Yikes. And then I would go back to sleep and wake up. Now, my alarm, for whatever reason, I don't know what happened, got set weird, is about 11 minutes ahead of the other clocks. The normal clocks, which would be like phones and Google HubSpots and things like that. That would be our normal here in this house. That's not everybody's. That's just ours. And so it got off somehow. Probably a power outage. Don't know. But it still works. I've never adjusted it. Didn't even think about it. So I woke up at 444. I was like, okay, it's time to get up. We got a lot to do today. We are popping up in another town while running the store in Denver, which is really exciting and like next level, right? We're in two places at once. This is cool. I'm thinking about all the things that I'm going to need to ensure that that happens, that we're successful at that. And I woke up at 444. I go into the bathroom to brush my teeth, to put my hair up, to go to the bathroom to do all of the things. And I am welcome to the same number on that clock. Now, I'm sort of a fan of all things that are 
numbers and signs and sequences and crystals and anything that empowers you to believe that you're on the right track, I am here for. Okay? If it's a bird flying by, if it's a butterfly, like we need to know these are not coincidences. Shout out Michelle, who actually wrote a book on that very thing on these. And she is an Iowa author, by the way. Um, but she writes about this, that it's not a coincidence that all these things are happening. And so I felt comforted knowing that there was something that my spirit guides, angels, whoever are trying to tell me the universe, they're saying like, Hey, pay attention. And the number four, 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 which is four repeated three times, um, typically means that whatever you want is yours and your guardian angels have your back. There is no need to worry. You're good. And I think that that was such an important message to receive this morning because this is the first time that I've sort of felt that worry with what I'm doing. I've felt pretty calm, cool, and collected and like everything was just going to happen. And so just having that quick reminder, and I know that it's sort of this imbalanced time of how my life works right in this moment. And I know that these things are typically come to a head here right now. And so it was just nice for the universe sort of to align and go ahead and show up and just be like, hey, you're going to be okay. You're good. Keep going. We got you. We are sending you who you need. We are putting you in the places that you feel called to be. We are having people reach out to you. You're good. We got you. Keep going. And so I just felt like this instant relief. The first one I was like, oh, okay, 444. Okay, okay, okay. I, I see you. I got you. Cool. And then when I saw the second one, I was sort of just like, oh, okay. All right. Time to just release that. Time to look up what that means. I love meanings of all things. Trust that now we are, is it, we are propagators of baby plants at local. And all of those plants will include like what this plant's meaning is and what it is supposed to bring into your life. And I always had this vision of when I onboarded vendors, I would give them a plant to just signify that like, this is our relationship together. This is our life together from this point forward. And like, take this baby, raise it. This baby is essentially your company. And I don't know, that's weird. And it didn't happen. Um, but I foresee it happening. I just got to make my propagation station in my um, office. But I am very excited for that. And so that is my great thing. Just knowing that even when I am faced with worry, even though this is the first time that that has happened, which is pretty monumental considering all of the major moves that we have made in this time. 
And so I felt actually really great <laughs> that this is the first time. And then just to see how the universe shows up for me and just reminds me of this abundance and alignment that I have been requesting from the beginning of this journey. And that that balance at the same time, all of these three things sort of married together and taking me down the path. And just to be reminded that I'm on that path, that things are good, that I am good, and that the world is really recognized this journey and will continue to do so and to just keep going. And so that's where I'm at. That's my life today. Very grateful to be here. So go ahead and take time. Recognize yourself for your greatness. It is a conversation that we all have to have. Continue having it. Write it down. Say it out loud. Make it a part of your family dinner or your morning breakfast or whatever you got to do or your team meeting. But like it shifts things. The more consistently you do it, the more you begin to convince yourself that you are as amazing as you are. It is your birthright. Greatness is in everyone's bloodline. They just have to choose to believe it. And the way to get yourself to believe it is to just start speaking it into existence. Tell yourself stories over and over and over again. And if you really want to make an impact, tell your children stories of their greatness over and over and over again. Do not let them forget. Do not let yourself forget. You are divinely aligned. You are the greatest human. You are. Okay, so today, favorite episodes. Love these ones. I actually have listeners who comment on these being some of their favorite because it is a journey. It just is. So today's podcast is what I like to call Failure Pod Party. Okay? We are a collection of failed attempts to get where we're trying to go. There is no exact path. There are a bunch of closed doors on your way to the grand opening. Got it? Doors are closing. They are closing for a reason. It is magical, and mystical, and wonderful. Here are my door closes over the last year. Are you ready? It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about how terrible I am. And th and I love doing these because I'm not trying to sit here and tell you that I'm some amazing person that never falls, that never fails, that is so aligned that magic only happens. Like crazy stuff happens to me too. It's all in how you look at it. And it's not like this sugar-coated, uh, it's like, oh yeah, I'm bummed. But then... I remember all of those doors closing are closed for a reason. All right, so we're going to do a Cliff Notes version of the last four years, failures, intentions, and things that we were wanting to do. And by the end, I will go ahead and let you know where we're at today and how all of those doors closing led us exactly 
where we are. And I will tell you, if you have listened to the podcast, you will hear all of the times that I am pumped up, excited, feeling fully aligned with an opportunity that doesn't work out. Right? Because I don't do the half. I'm going to just dip my toe in the water. I'm like, we are doing this and we are giving it our fullest energy and extent and experience and we are diving all the way in and doing it the way we envision or we're not that's it full all in or all out so in the beginning I thought that I would just become this super influencer who would certainly conquer the google way space to finding me. Everyone would be able to find me on Google. I would be a master of Google word searches and this would not be an issue. I was sort of amped up about it when it came to my day job. I was like, Google is the way forward. I still believe that Google is the way forward. I still use all Google products. Like, Google, come on. I have used Google products from the very beginning. I still record every single day on my Pixelbook. Shout out Pixelbooks. You can't buy one. Um, You can buy a different version of them, but I have one of the original Pixelbooks, and it is better, and it is the greatest thing that's ever existed. Can't convince me otherwise. And there will definitely be a day of reflection and sadness when Google Pixelbook goes away from my grasp. But like, that's what I thought. And so I had this vision of my computer being completely full of stickers of people that I've met and places that I've traveled to. And that's what I was going to do. I was just going to podcast and I was going to write books eventually. I didn't know how, but I knew that I was going to, and I was just going to speak everywhere and people were going to find me and ask me to speak. And I was going to be the greatest speaker that ever lived on this planet. I was going to impact and change people's lives by just speaking to them And that didn't happen. Only much later, almost four years later, would I ever write and pen a book to its complete state. Publish, printed, and in my hand. And then I would go on to decide that that wasn't really an entrepreneur, that I could just do all those things. I could write a book if I wanted to. I could just podcast and all the people that I talked to were like, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you know, and you're going to build an empire, the best way to do that is to find something tech that you're interested in and then go all in on that. What do you think? What ideas do you have? What things would you bring to life if you could? And so I went away from the things that I felt passionate about and excited about because I was kind of told and mentored to not do those things because that was sort of not going to make me a rich person tomorrow and that that was not going to get me to the entrepreneurship level that I so dreamt of, that empires couldn't be built in small towns with brick and mortar type things that if that's what my dream was, we'd have to go tech and I'd have to build something fast and I'd have to expand and get invested in. And so that was the track that I took. And so from there, we built out what was known as Restory. I took it through two 
kind of incubator programs that would help mentor me, structure me, get me better at storytelling, get me better at marketing of the product, try to figure out who my audience was, have me do a ton of research with potential customers, try to figure all of that out, figure all of that out, did the research, started surrounding myself with those people, got real interested, and then realized that like to build this would take a lot of money. And I don't have that. And then I would find someone who was capable of building it and that door just kept closing. Like we had every opportunity, we actually met once and then every door just kept closing. And I was still convinced. I was like, listen, okay, it's just, I need, I need to, to build this and people just don't believe in me yet because I'm not this like known entrepreneur. And so I got to just surround myself with people who can build me up, who can make sure that I have things structured the same way. And so I made a lot of stupid investments in building up who I was supposed to be and making sure that I, in quotation, looked like the entrepreneur that I wanted people to believe that I was. And it's all just smoke and mirrors. It doesn't matter if I never built anything. And so for whatever reason, that one closed. I don't know why the person that I was supposed to, like things started to align. And then all of a sudden it was just like, nope, we're not aligning anymore. Goodbye. Well, I don't know what was the lesson there. So then I moved on. I'm still trying to navigate this tech world. I'm still trying to get in there because I'm like, listen, brick and mortar doesn't work. You're not going to build an empire like that. You've gone crazy if you think that you can. I know physical stuff is very important to you, very meaningful to you. Creating connection and community is something that's hard to do online, even though it's it's not, but it's different, right? It's different than physically connecting with a human being. And I had found so much importance in that experience, so much that we decided to stay in Iowa because that was important to our family to have those connections, to be with those people when we could, to build the things we wanted to build with those people, to not miss out on that, to not let our children miss out on that. And Something about that was important to me, and yet I was still trying to prove myself in this world that I wanted to be accepted in. I wanted for people to say that I was a valued entrepreneur. And so I just kept trying to find ways to be of value to that community. And I kept trying to come up with things that would make me important, that would make me accepted. And I tried really hard. And so after Ruoli, there was a short spin of what would have been known as viscosity, which was really a corporate culture company focused on helping companies discover their story, helping companies deliver that story externally and internally to strengthen where they're going. And you know, we actually had clients and it went rather well. And it was like, okay, cool. Let's just see where that goes. 
And then the next company was actually at a pitch competition. And I was really excited for this one because it was my actual first, like across the state of entrepreneurs who had done really big things. And I pitched at that competition. Every single door was slamming in my face. Every single one like popped a tire on the way home, trying to run home to get ready for this pitch had to overcome just a million different things just in that one day. And it was like actively closing in my face. And I was still trying to make myself fit there. I was like, no, you don't understand. I see you door, but like, no, I'm capable of pushing down doors. This is the kind of person I've been training to be. Push down these doors, make it happen anyways. And so I did. And I would end up second place in that pitch competition of the nine companies that were started there. And I would go out and continue doing research on the problem that I was trying to solve. And in doing that research, I realized that this was not a solution that was going to fix anything. If we wanted to actually fix this problem, we'd have to stand hand in hand physical hand in hand in these communities and help. And I wanted to stay with that because I was told for so long that the only way to get anywhere as an entrepreneur was to go tech, was to do the tech thing, right? And I just knew talking to not only the towns that I was researching, the people who were doing work like this, but also the people who are starting businesses, right? Like they both need to align and come together. And most of the towns were struggling to communicate with the community. And most of the entrepreneurs wanted to be in the community, but there was a major lack of communication between both. And I would say 90%, if not 100% of the entrepreneurs that I talked to had goals of just starting a shop, their own shop, their own store. That's what they wanted. And like, not an internet store, right? Even though that's cool and that has its place and it's wonderful. They wanted like a physical store. That was the dream. And so while people were telling me that no one shops, no one would support it, it wouldn't happen, there was no way, like rolling their eyes in meetings and just being like, well, we'll see how that works out. Um, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> we went towards that anyways, because even though mentors and guides who are trying to help would say that this isn't worth doing. It didn't mean that wasn't where our heart was. And so out of Ruly came Upgift, which was a nod in the direction of creating a physical space, letting people 
shop and experience and connect with their community. And so the involvement of that ended up turning into local. And even that, like being able to connect to people with the people right there in their community and let them know how amazing their community is and give them a chance to buy into that, to support these people so that they eventually turn around and build in a community that they care about. That's what small communities are. That's what they do. And so it is this amazing, twisting, turning, failure, slaps in the face, wanting to be an influencer, not ever <laughs> getting there. And like we tried, we did things, wanting to write books and expand the word. And we tried and we did things. And I think of everything that I'm doing now more doors are opening than they ever have before. And the shift really is that I'm doing far less. Far less worrying. And more than anything, far less trying to fit a mold that was handed to me. Trying to listen to people who communicate something that they have figured out, but it doesn't fit everybody. It doesn't always fit your heart. It doesn't always fit your head. It doesn't always fit. And maybe tech is the only way to get anywhere. But maybe there's beautiful and important work to do right where you are. And when I no longer wanted to get anywhere, all of a sudden, the stars would all start to align. I wasn't in any big hurry to prove myself to anyone else. And I wasn't too worried to let those things go that said that I was this person of importance anymore. If people out there don't think that you're important because you have or haven't accomplished something incredible, then let's just find different people, right? Let's find the people who appreciate all that you've accomplished, regardless. Let's find and surround ourselves with people who love you for just being you. No more, no less. Because the accomplishments will fade. The success will be far behind you or far in front of you, likely both. And the people who show up anyways are the ones who are going to be there. And the ones who show up in your shining moments are the ones who probably are only going to accept you when you shine.
And I think the whole journey is filled with failure. The whole journey is filled. That's really how you get where you're going. You're willing to take a step, not knowing where you're going, but willing to learn lessons along the way. And so while I call them failures, I think most importantly, they were doors that had to close to push me on a more aligned path. And I just recently had that happen. I remember telling my sister, like, I'm sad because I really wanted that, but I'm also excited because I know that there's something better than that. And so I'm not going to give that sadness any more time because I know the better thing is coming. And it did tenfold, way better. And so I think about all of those doors closing along this journey and how perfectly timed it all was. Now looking back. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials, help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world.